Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Know the Faith, Defend the Faith. My name is William Hemsworth. Great to be with you all again for today's episode. Pleased to have my guest here, Dominic D'Souza. He's the founder of SmartCatholics.com. Uh, Dominic, how are you doing today? I'm good, William. Thanks for having me. Well, it's my pleasure. I've been meaning to ask you on for quite a while, and life got in the way, and I finally got around to it, so I'm glad I did. <laughs> so, SmartCatholics.com. So, before we get into that, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourself, maybe about your your background and faith and how it all led to smart Catholics. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's actually so much, such a fun discussion. I need to, and I'm planning and turning it into a book, <clears throat> but oh, okay. um, I'm fortunate to be a cradle Catholic and um, uh, ended up traveling all over the world, kind of an accidental uh, world traveler. So I was fortunate to experience all kinds of different uh, experiences of what it is to be Catholic, like in, in Australia, Fiji. Um, I tell you, masses in Fiji are so different to the first world West, you know, and they're, they're beautiful, just so different. So a lot of these different experiences from an early age, like uh, Byzantine rites, Ukrainian rites, uh, you know, nice. Latin rites and so on. And I think it, it planted a whole bunch of seeds of, um, trying to see the big picture of the church universal, you know, uh, I think that we can get stuck in our own culture, uh, not by any, you know, fault of our own. So I think that set me up for uh, seeing beyond my immediate experience. So as I started getting older, started, you know, trying to sink my teeth into what was going on in the world, going on in the church. And of course, what was going on in me as I was getting older and, and trying to mature, um, I started challenging some of the suppositions that had just been sort of passed down and began to realize that what it takes to be a Catholic in the modern world is a bit different than what we could get away with or, or what was normal, you know, 50, 60 years ago. There's a big shift in all kinds of ways. And so that started a personal journey for me in the last, especially the last 10 years. I began to really fall in love with being Catholic and, and not be Catholic because I was afraid of God. Um, that was sort of the first half of my life was, you know, Catholic guilt, sin management, you know, how okay. far is too far, you know, and, um, and then beginning to realize I'm looking at it wrong. Um, I need to now operate from a place of 
loving God? How do I do that? And so then that started this whole journey into, you know, how do I love scripture? How do I love the catechism? And, and then right as COVID hit this past year, year and a half now, um, I was given an opportunity to help uh, host some conferences. And so I figured, well, let's, let's just have a little more fun than just a conference. Let's see if we can launch a community. And um, Smart Catholics was an idea to, that, that emerges right out of my own journey. Um, you know, our age is an age of smartphones and smart devices. And well, how could Catholics kind of be smart that way too? With, with everything going online, okay. how do we be a part of the digital continent, you know, as digital natives? And um, without losing our identity, but still um, enter into that dialogue with everything else going on and, and show ourselves to be people who uh, enjoy life. And I think for me, that was a big thing because um, there was a lot of apocalypticism in my family and I, I bit into that. I bought into that and I, I, I plotted out the apocalypse, you know, because I wanted to be sure I made it through and I was pretty sure I was going to. And then, um, then I got hit on the head with a couple of life moments and, you know, started to mature and began to realize, I think we're, we're, we're doing it wrong. Counting down to the kingdom is not the way the church is put together. We're supposed to be building the kingdom. And so there we go. That was, uh, that's my journey moving forward, trying to figure out how do we be Catholic in the modern world? How do we enjoy the journey as much as possible? Take that joy, that renewed sense of hope. And I, I hope to try to figure some of it out so I can pass it on to my little girl. Um, so she's, seven years old as of this recording. So I think if I can figure it out, I know that there's a lot of other people who are on the same kind of journey, same kind of questions. Um, and, and yeah, taking into account the universal church and starting to think like this, this global community, which is something that church is still beginning to, to figure out. And, and we as, you know, as humans are, are just tackling for, for the first time very seriously in human history. So a lot of things are up in the air. Okay. So, was smart Catholic something that was germinating before COVID hit or was it just all of a sudden, like you had this idea? All of it had been germinating for, for 10 years. Um, okay. it, the, the name hadn't, um, I think I, I grabbed that because the domain was, was available. And I liked the idea of, of putting the word smart and the word Catholic together. Um, largely because Catholicism is never, I, I can't recall seeing Catholicism portrayed in media as a smart, intellectual, mm. life-giving, encouraging, beautiful thing, it's always Frollo from The Hunchback of Notre Dame or Spock, right? Reserved, you know, the, the, the Great Inquisition, or I like to call it the, the Great Imposition. You know, we go around shooting on people. Uh, you should do this, you should do that. And there's, um, see, my challenge is that I love marketing. So I'm always looking for in, in this, my line of work is how do I help people sell stuff? And I was falling into this trap of if we could just figure out a way to market the church, it would work. Mm. Um, and then I came across this line from uh, Pope Francis where he's like, we have to stop thinking that way. That is not how evangelization works. Evangelization works from witness before words, from lives well lived so that when people then ask, what is the reason for the hope that is in you? But they've seen that hope and that joy first. So I began to realize, okay, I need to, I need to go back to the drawing board. And, um, you know, how do we be, uh, how do we be smart? Because we have to be 
intellectual, we have a phenomenal intellectual history. Um, but we also have to be magnetic and we also have to take action. I mean, people also have to enjoy being with us and we have to not be passive uh, about just who we are as people, our role in the church and so on. So you got to start somewhere. So I just picked smart um, because I think I'd watched, what was it? Season one of Star Trek or something. And I feel like the church is in a place right now in history where she's helping us to, we have to look ahead to like a brighter future. And I think Star Trek kind of did that for a generation in the middle of the cold war when we were, we were so done. We were so tired of nuclear fallout and bombs and, and mutually assured destruction. And I think uh, Gene Rodenberry, you know, came up with like, we need to imagine a thousand years in the future. We've gotten past all of this and it's bright and it's sort of, you know, beautiful and lens flares and, and we're bringing good things out to everyone. And we're discovering the good things of the universe. You know, I may be grossly oversimplifying and I'm not really a Trekkie, <laughs> um, but that's the, the sort of feel that I get that, you know, Vatican II tried to, you know, reignite in the in the church's mission and then in a, in a particular way the holy father it's like we have to do things in a bit of a different way than we have in the past and right so again uh yeah it's been a journey for for a long time it just needed a particular sort of match to take off like you said with vatican II, lumen gentium you know how do we evangelize a modern culture yeah and i think that's something smart catholics is definitely working on um now what were some of the pitfalls that I guess the growing pains, if you will, of smart Catholics when you first started. Uh, probably me. Um, okay. So because it's all, uh, you know, it all emerges out of my time and, and, you know, my interests, the um, uh, it's just, it's limited by what I can do and what I can see at the time. So it, it started as um just as a way to create conferences. I mean, that was the need in early, uh, early-ish 2020. Mm -hmm. And after the first couple of conferences, I thought, well, why don't, what if this was a, a brand that helped create podcasts? Because uh, I loved living, well, listening to, to podcasts. I thought, what if we could help a lot more Catholic speakers create them? And then, um, so I started building the brand around that. I had no intent of building a community. I thought it could be like a lifestyle because sort of intended it to be my lifestyle. It's how I like to, to think about things. And, um, and then just conference after conference just started happening and people kept reaching out and it just seemed to be working and people were hungry for it. And, and um, so we ended up doing that for, for most of the year. We put on like, I think it was 12 different conferences and, and quite a, bit. a couple of them. Was, there was a lot. And one of the things that then emerged was we're bringing all these people together and they want to stay in touch. So we ended up um, building the the community, but the um, in terms of like the, the the challenges, some of the first challenges that I started to identify out the gate was people want to trust that they're getting good stuff, you know that there are all kinds of Catholic groups, and as we saw as twenty twenty wrapped up the the division and the hysteria online, it just reached levels that. We'd never anticipated. I think we always expected that, you know, most of people would would be sort of civil and there was a common sort of tissue that connected all people together. And, you know, but I think we began to realize with a lot of social networking that um, there is none of that. 
there is none of that that's in play. And I think we scrubbed a lot of that from, well, civil discourse, from how we come together as uh, a culture, as a community in the first world. We, uh, we get a lot of our media that isolates and divides for clicks and, and eyeballs and, and right. so on. So that is a very serious problem because if we can't even talk to each other, even with the greatest conviction about differing ideas, if we still can't talk to each other at all without being convinced the other side is going to completely destroy the planet, then we've done a a serious disservice to the future, to ourselves. And so we need to find a uh, a new option. So this was completely a reflection of uh, my own attitude growing up. I was convinced that fringes in the church were going to destroy things and we needed to, I was going to help save the church and I was part of the chosen few and so on. To then realize, oh my goodness, all of this sort of reactionary mind frame that I was in uh, is very Catholic light. Everything I've been, you know, condemning the other side for, well, really there isn't a side. There's technically no right and left. There's, there's a center and there's a fringe and it's all a spectrum. How close are you to Christ and Christ is at the center. So doing that just made me realize I need to change my attitude and I need to figure out what's my way of responding to it. How can I be this first responder, which is a a word that started growing if, you know, as Pope Francis puts it, if the church is like a field hospital, this sort of big lazaretto for everybody, you know, to take care of binding wounds and healing people, then how do we start being first responders to reach people on the fringes, to be that frontier of, of witness and words? Um, I don't know the, I don't have all the answers. And I think that's kind of the point of smart Catholics is we recognize we don't, we're coming together, to try to figure it out because there aren't very many places online that, uh, that do with the, 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 the one thing that anchors us, which is union or connection uh, to the Holy father. Um, and again, that comes back to my big question. My big challenge was there's a lot of division and a lot of it centers around who he is, how he approaches stuff. Mm. And I confess the more that I dug into it, the more I read him, uh, what he acted, what he said in his own words, the more I'm coming to know him on his own terms, as opposed to the headlines and the retweets, the, the more confidence I have in him, the less, the, the sort of fear and, and I'm not really convinced by uh, a lot of the uh, mongering, whatever you want to call it. And so it just made sense to me that if we're going to call ourselves 100% Catholic, well, we can't separate ourselves from the Pope because that ends up in, in Protestantism. So right. however difficult it may be, we have to you know, uh, not, not dump Jesus for, for Judas. And, and I think this is where it comes to that sense of being a mature, discerning, uh, Catholic. So that's why I say it comes back to how do we be smart? Because we have to engage our brains, but how do we also be magnetic? We can't lose that sense of wanting to be present to other people, people wanting to enjoy being with us. And again, that also comes out of my past was I would, I would be very hard nosed with a lot of things. I turned people off and I took pride in ticking them off. That's not a good witness. And so I needed to turn that around. And then the first responder idea, again, my own fear of doing anything, not, and just really f- because of not knowing how, and partly because I was animated by the wrong things. You know, if you, mm-hmm. if you believe most of the world is doomed, you're not really going to do anything to help it. 
Um, so turning that idea around, trying to see Christ in the other, in every circumstance, it's a complete sea change in, um, in attitudes. So again, I'm the, you know, I think Chesterton is, is apparently credited with, with having said when someone asked him what's wrong with the world, and he said me. And I think I'd say the same thing. And that's why I started Smart Catholics is because I know I'm not alone. I know there's a lot of other people out there who grapple with all of these things and then how to do it in the modern context. Um, but once I dialed in those, those three ideas, smart, magnetic, and first responder, then there really weren't any other, any other big issues. Um, simply by doing that and saying, you know, we're, we're going to create a community that's um, free of toxicity and trolls and ads. We're in, united to the Holy Father and we're coming together in a culture of kindness and learning. And those are three non-negotiables. It, it's been phenomenal for the last seven months. Uh, we just put a flag in the sand and those who didn't like it just don't join. And those who do have been absolutely wonderful. I've met some of the most wonderful people in my life uh, through this community. And I've made friends I never thought I could make. I'm, I'm a homebody. I'm stuck at home. You know, I'm also, I, I work from home. But then COVID, you know, a lot of people couldn't get out. And all of a sudden now there's thousands of people that I probably have never, ever met from all over the world. And they're, they're meeting each other. They're encouraging each other. And then the wonderful speakers like yourself who ended up, you know, participating in the conferences and uh, the, the different speakers or creators who uh, align themselves with the same mentality that it doesn't matter kind of what spectrum you're on or what side you're on. If we can't at least talk to each other with a culture of kindness and right. be able to have coffee with the person we're talking to, you know, however much we disagree, if we can't at least do that, you know, then, um, then, well, we have to, we have to do that and have to get back to that. And that's what this community does. It's a bit of a home away from Facebook. Um, and we're trying to create this contribution. Um, to the world. You talk about a home away from Facebook. I've had a lot of friends leave Facebook over the past few months and they pretty much have adopted smart Catholics as the only platform they go on. It's well, so it's, I'm honored and I'm a bit <laughs> terrified <laughs> and it's funny. I've seen people come in and they'll post, woohoo, I did it. I've nixed all my other accounts and this is this smart Catholics forever. And, and I don't use social media that much. I haven't really for the last couple of years. Um, but I'll, let me throw the caveat out there for those who, who are. First, thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure to have you and, and so on. And I'm in there every day. But it's built as a place to regroup. It's not a place to retreat from the world. And I think there have been a lot of different uh, communities that have been started for all kinds of reasons. I think that it is it is very important to make friends. I mean, friends are the family that, that you choose. And it is important to, you know, up to a point, surround yourself with a bubble of people who think like you to reinforce you. But the challenge then is to not stay in that bubble. Yes. And I think for many, all kinds of reasons, I don't know if you've seen that um, Netflix show, The Social Dilemma, but it, it highlights how a lot of uh, the way social networking is built today is very simply they need to sell ads. I mean, that's their, that's how they make money. So they point at you all of the angelic power of an AI 
to track you, pay attention to you and give you exactly what you want or what you, you engage with. So that means there are a million people on Facebook. That means there's a million different feeds. My wife and I see completely different feeds. It's not, so we're not all connected. And again, coming back to that sort of culture that connects us all, the narratives are all different. And the AI doesn't care what's true or false. It just gives you what you want and what you, what you interact with. And so fake news is just, uh, at first, I just thought it was kind of a joke. But then to begin to realize, no, there are businesses that literally sit down and do nothing but craft lies. I mean, there's, there's lies where you're trying to do something, you know, for political reasons uh, or, or twisting things, but to just sit down and do nothing but create garbage because an AI will pick it up and a subculture will buy into it. And conspiracies have just exploded. Purely yeah. because AIs have, you know, uh, will just feed them and just, you know, oh, related video, next thing. And you end up on these rabbit holes. And um, so you're right. A lot of people, I think, have, are disillusioned with the initial promise of social media to be the world's marketplace or to connect people together. And it's, so, but again, we can't run away from the world. We can't retreat from it. There are some who can some who are called to do that, you know, uh, hermits or um, homeschooled families for a time, you need to get away um, and refit yourself, refine yourself, you know, but to stay away, I think is, um, I'm not convinced that that's for everybody. Uh, and so that's why Smart Catholics is a place to regroup, uh, make friends, and then maybe go out and find those friends out on the other networks um, to turn around our impression of them. Um, I like the one phrase from the one show that was like, if, if we abandon ship, we leave all the idiots in charge and, and then it's our fault if it sinks. So we're all in this together. Absolutely. Well, so you talk about smart Catholics has been around since 2020. I guess, how has it grown member-wise? I mean, you started off with conferences and all that, and it's grown to so much, it's grown to so much more. What is, what's going on at Smart Catholics now? Yeah, as of this video right now, it's kind of plateaued, and um, I've turned around and focused more on cementing the community uh, together, trying to help us actually meet each other. So we went through that initial uh, growth phase. We were pushing everybody who joined conferences to come on in and, and meet each other, and um, and then with early uh, 2021, first quarter, um, stopped doing as many conferences and started trying to focus now on who's in here and, and what can we start doing together and, and what's the point of this community and what's the point of this brand? Because um, now there's, there's more questions coming in and people are spending more time and, and so on. So one of the first things that we did was we launched a uh, little internal magazine called uh, Smart Catholics Insider to bring us all together at least once a month around any big announcements and stuff happening in the community. Because uh, we have a number of, of speakers and creators who are running their own groups in there and they're always doing interesting things like uh, podcasts or events. But just as importantly is the sense of how do we help people start thinking like smart magnetic first responders. And so I started crafting a series of articles and I'd try to release one each month. Um, and then what started becoming very clear was every month the church celebrates a particular theme. So that's mm -hmm. now what we do each month with the insider is how do we start thinking about the theme of this month uh, 
within the smart Catholics mindset. Um, so that if, if when we enrich ourselves and, and we think a little bit differently about these topics, then we can go out and be a little more interesting to other people and have something a little more interesting to share. So uh, we're now hitting, well, this next week will be the fourth issue of that. And it's, uh, it's just been really, really wonderfully received. So I'm very happy about that. And then what we did second um, uh, little magazine we launched was called Outlooks. And it was a way to bring together everything that different speakers like yourself who are creating things throughout each month. So I bring them together as a roundup and then just share them with the community. So they've got like one place to see um, uh, what's going on and be inspired by all the different outlooks um, from people who support the community. So those have been two of the big things to try to cement the community together. And then I've got two, um, two bigger projects that I've been working on that uh, take a little more time. One is launching an academy because with that operative word smart, it's important that we want to keep, we have to keep learning. And again, the community has, I think, a pretty unique mission. Uh, it's, it's sort of, it's inspired by groups like, you know, where Peter is and their dedication to the Holy Father. And uh, Bishop Barron was a huge part of my uh, you know, sort of reversion or conversion journey into wanting to be more deeply Catholic. Um, their attitudes towards how to interpret what's going on in the church, how to be Catholic in the modern age and so on. I'm trying to build in a way the community that sort of sits in between this. And, and of course, and the other group Catholic answers and all of their phenomenal apologetics work. Mm -hmm. So creating something that sort of sits in the middle of that. And then what is our contribution to the world? Um, how do we continue reaching more people? Um, and obviously uh, one of the key ways is, continuing to provide a place for uh, thought leaders and speakers to continue sharing what they're good at, sharing what they excel at in their messages. And so that's what the Academy is intended to be for. Um, kind of like uh, uh, creating webinars, lots and lots of, of webinars and people can tune into what they like and the replays go on YouTube afterwards. Um, then the other thing which I'm looking forward to launching sooner is a way to, it's like a, a little membership community um, within Smart Catholics. So we've got the free community and everybody's welcome to come on in, make friends, add all the different groups to your memberships. This, um, we've got our own Bible in a year where people are following along with Father Mike Schmidt. And so there's a section of us doing that as a group. Uh, there's a daily gospel readings group where people just share their reflections every day about what's happening in, in the, the readings of the mass. Um, oh, there's a variety of other awesome ones, but <clears throat> the, the membership community that is intended to be a place for us to, um, double down and start focusing on creating content, building the YouTube channel so that we can start reaching more people and having more conversations. Um, and a key part of that is going to be what's going on in the church, uh, liturgical year. So conversations about what does the church celebrate this month and how to think about that as a uh, smart magnetic first responder. And then what is happening in the season of the church? Like we're going through Lent right now or ordinary time right now. And I'll confess, I'm partly doing this because I never paid attention to any of this stuff before. I mean, father would talk about it at mass at, at the homily and there it is in the bulletin, but I didn't, I was just busy in life and so on. But there's a reason the church gives this to us and we're called to be, entering into this, but how do we do it? Well, that's kind of what I'd like to dig into with, uh, by collaborating with creators and speakers and 
the members of our community who really want to be a part of this little membership community, this is the chance for them to uh, help me, you know, have these conversations because I will uh, straight up confess, I'm not a theologian. I'm a college and a high school dropout, but I absolutely love my faith. And I've spent the last 10 years doing a heck of a lot of reading. And that's kind of my thing. I now want to share what I love, but I now want to introduce people to what others are doing out there. And just as importantly, there's all these wonderful speakers who are kind of stuck at home and don't know sort of how to get out and do stuff, um, either because they're just incredibly busy and they just need someone to show up and say, hey, I'll create an opportunity to do a live stream. Let's create a show and let's just have conversations together. And then let's basically give it all away for free to keep helping the world. And this little community will help us contribute this Again, like I say, I think it's a new and unique kind of thing, how to be smart, magnetic, and proactive um, in our own ways. And I think that's, that's really the big, the big thing there is we can't all be this one particular kind of Catholic. Every single one of us is a unique, is created to be a unique mission to the world. And we, we have to sort of discover what that is. And sometimes you just need the permission to step back and discover who you are. Uh, not try to fit into someone else's stereotype or, you know, what your parish council is encouraging you, what your friends are telling you, you should be, who, who are you? What is your personality type? What are you, what interests you? Who, what does God want you to contribute to the world? Um, we ran a conference the, the past year called um, Modern Saints, Missions from God. Right. And the idea with, I believe you were part of that, William, the um, idea was, uh, quoting Pope Francis, who said that every saint is a mission from God to a particular time. And so while we we venerate the, I think venerate is the right word, the saints from all the past centuries, but really this last century, the saints have distinct messages for us and how we can live within this modern context. And it doesn't stop with them. Every single one of us have the same call to holiness. And not all of us are going to be like them because we're supposed to be us. And so how to do that, how to be fully alive while you've got PayPal and Netflix and laptops and, you know, and, and what Amazon prime, how do you be fully Catholic in the first world without a sense of survivor's guilt? I think I, um, this is something I've really grappled with is the um, uh, looking at a lot of the, what is it called? Uh, uh, privilege on on one side, like a, the the left, I think we'll call it. You know, if, if you're given too much when you're born, it's called privilege. You should be, right. you know, they sort of you're trained to be, be ashamed, ashamed of, of that, and so on. And then on the other side, I see a lot of uh, resentment and isolation or whatever, and unwilling to accompany or or share and and justify the the fact that. I've earned what I have. And there's, there's, that's, there's a truth in that too. But I think the Catholic way in the middle is the, the call of the saints, which is I've been given a ton. I'm not called to be ashamed of that. I am called to steward that carefully, whether it's my time, talents, charism, material goods, it's up to me to decide what am I going to do with that? So I think not, not have this sense of survivor's guilt um, or this sense of I earned this and I don't have to share but how do I um, uh, choose what to do with it all uh, within this modern context? And again, it's a wonderful discussion because we've never been in this situation in human history. 
uh, with, with everything that has changed and the growth of a global human family. So how many, man, do you know how many users Smart Catholics has now? Uh, we're almost at 4,000 and oh, okay. we have about a thousand who are regularly active and there's like three to 400 who are, you know, even more active. And then of course it's about a hundred who are like in there, like almost every day and liking stuff and commenting and sharing resources. That's a good group of like-minded people that just get in, you know, like you said, make friends and go out into the world and bring Christ to the world. That's great. So Dominic, any parting words about smart Catholics, maybe where they could find the website uh, and join. Sure. Smartcatholics.com is uh, the easiest place to go to. There's a big red button that says join the free community. And um, once you're in, you can then add uh, any kind of group you like to your, your free membership. Uh, you'll see them all over on the, there's a link on the left on the inside. You can see all the different groups that are there. And it's a perfect way to meet people who are all over the world. We have people from Australia, from the Philippines, uh, some from mid Russia somewhere. Um, and, uh, plenty from, of course, the United States, cause that's kind of where we started a bunch from the UK, but I think that's the smartcatholics.com. And the, uh, the beauty of it is we've tried to identify a very clear culture. Uh, we can't be everything for everyone. That's, that's what your local parish is for. You know, that's what your, your diocese is for. We're here to do a particular thing and to work with a particular kind of people and um, broad enough to where I think there are enough Catholics out there that are hungry and looking for this kind of thing. But I think a lot of us uh, have disengaged and just leaned back from social media and just thrown ourselves back into our lives and our families. And I think that's a shame. I think the world needs what we have to give. The world needs who we are. And that's the goal of our community. How do we help empower and encourage that? And it might take a while, but that's our that's kind of the charism we're working with. Great. Again, the website is smartcatholics.com. I encourage everyone listening to go check it out. Dominic, thanks for your time today. I really appreciate it. That was a pleasure. Thanks for having me, William. Yeah, my pleasure. God bless. God bless. This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you.